0: And the ironic thing that I've learned over the past 35 years of working with leaders is that as soon as your mind flips into this adversarial mode, you've lost. You are now part of the problem. And you've hijacked your mind from being able to create solutions or opportunities. The entire conversation now will focus on winning, or at least not losing. Meanwhile, the issue that started the whole thing, but you are not now focused on, is not getting resolved. And your mind can't work on getting it resolved because you're focused on your rebuttal. Construction Nation, welcome to Lead with Trust. I'm Sue Dyer, and I've been on a three-decade journey to figure out how to make sure our construction projects succeed and produce some extraordinary results. My Trusted Leader journey has led me to work on over 4,000 construction projects worth over $180 billion. In this podcast, I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. One thing I know is that it starts with the leaders of the businesses and organizations that come together to build a project. If that's you, let's get going. Construction Nation, it's Sue Dyer. And today, I want to share with you two methods that I have found to be incredibly helpful to really solve problems, but really to transform your ability to solve your problems and probably transform how you can solve them. So first, let's talk about the, the rule of, of solving problems. You know, the first rule of of holes is to stop digging? Well, the first rule of problem solving is don't become part of the problem. And yet so many times I see people stir things up and add fuel to the fire, making it even harder to solve the problem that you're working on. I know we all do this from time to time. We have strong feelings or beliefs about how things are supposed to happen. So we lobby for what we want. And so does everyone else. So soon, you have to just talk louder to be heard. And even then, you're probably not really being heard. You're just talking over each other at each other. And so whenever you feel that Tug inside your heart or inside your gut. Uh, when you feel like the conversation is becoming emotional, and you're like, this is really important to you at an emotional level, you're feeling entrenched in your position, you are now part of the problem. So maybe there needs to be a different approach, especially when this happens. So I'm really excited to share with you these two methods. And they come from my book, The Trusted Leader. And uh, I, I know that they are very effective because I've been using them for decades. And they've really been proven to really be very helpful. So here we go. Method number one, refuse to be an adversary. And I would probably add at the end, no matter what, no matter what happens. And so let's start by just talking about what is an adversary. It's someone you see as your opponent. You may not even fully be conscious of this, but, you know, it's someone who you feel either you need to protect your interests from or you need to overthrow. And how do you see someone in your business as your opponent, you might be asking? Well, it happens in an instant in your mind. When someone is talking to you, you hear this little inner voice saying, that's not true. That isn't what happened. It's That's never going to do that. I'm not doing that. No, or anything else like that. When you ever you hear that little inner voice in your head, you have just become an adversary to the person who is talking to you and your mind. It will move very swiftly to protect you, to look for ways to keep you safe. And so is your mind now focused on understanding, resolving and creating? Heck no. Your mind is busy creating your defense or your rebuttal to prove that to your opponent that they are wrong and that you are right. And the ironic thing that I've learned over the past 35 years of working with leaders is that as soon as your mind flips into this adversarial mode, you've lost You are now part of the problem and you've hijacked your mind from being able to create solutions or opportunities. The entire conversation now will focus on winning or at least not losing. Meanwhile, the issue that started the whole thing, but you are not now focused on is not getting resolved. And your mind can't work on getting it resolved because you're focused on your rebuttal. I started talking to leaders of a very large water treatment project some years ago. And I I was asked to come in to help the team. Team was not doing well and everyone was very concerned and really riled up. The contractor and the owner had trailers right on the site. They were side by side. But the job was so contentious that both trailers were locked to keep the other team out. Even though they're right next to each other. I mean, the doors were like 10 feet apart. Both the owner and the contractor team spent their days emailing threats back and forth. Communication was loud. Harsh and unproductive. In preparing for my kickoff meeting, I interviewed the leaders and I learned for the two weeks before the partnering workshop, things were much improved. They said, Oh, things are a lot better. And I asked, Well, how, why is that? And they said, Simply because we completely stopped talking to each other. (laughs) And so they weren't emailing bombs back and forth to each other. I also learned that at the very first project meeting, one of the leaders had felt slighted. And since that meeting, that particular conflict had continued to play out over the life of the project. And right now they were about six months behind schedule, but they had been working for a year and a half. So it was also millions of dollars over budget. And they they really had real problems too. It wasn't just what was going on there. They had, it was in a city. The city had some issues. It, there was There was definitely some problems. And, you know, it happens that fast though that you can get sideways with someone. And they didn't even remember that until I really probed a lot. They didn't remember what the issue was and why both sides had taken up against each other. Neither side realized that this kind of snowballing conflict was a result of the leader's hurt feelings. And you might say, oh, too bad. No, this is how conflict happens. It somehow becomes personal to someone. And now you're really entrenched. That's why I said that pull inside of you when you feel that, that is the first red flag to you that you need to rise above it and not become an adversary, just refuse to become an adversary. So we'll talk about that more in a minute, but in in the, with this team, in my meeting, there were some severe, sincere, there were some sincere apologies that happened and they really began to co-create solutions and improve the project. Now it never got back the whole six months But they definitely started working together going faster and they did make up a lot of time and which saved money, but it played out for so long before they could do anything. So this concept of refuse to be an adversary, no matter what, you need to just not go in there. Don't let your mind go there where you become an adversary because whenever you do, Your mind will start working against you because you will now be part of the problem and your mind can't help you create a solution. And you know, and over the years, I have been shot at, I've had my life threatened twice. I had to leave town with my family one time for three days and I've had my phone tapped but no one would ever know these things were going on because I continued to act as if the relationships and the results were what I wanted. And I refused to be an adversary no matter what. And I will tell you, if you can do this, when you do this, you always eventually will end up with a good working relationship. You may not be friends, you may not love each other, but you will end up with a good working relationship. And it's very, very rewarding. Okay. So method number two is to set partnering ground rules. And everyone that knows me knows that my book and my life has been dedicated to helping to create businesses and teams and organizations that Partner, they have partnering values. And so, in a meeting, really any meeting, but certainly if there is some contention, uh, setting ground rules for your business or your project meetings really help you to explore ideas or solutions in a really great way that can create that safe environment for people to talk openly and honestly. And Most of the time, when you look at projects that fail, businesses that fail, it's because people aren't talking to each other. You know, I believe in the collective wisdom of the team, whether it's a business team or project team, uh, or even in a meeting, a board of directors, there is a collective wisdom. But if people aren't psychologically safe to share their brilliance, they aren't going to, and you aren't going to have the benefit of that. Hope you're enjoying this show. Every time you and your team step foot onto a construction project, you bring your business culture with you. For any construction project to succeed, there must be a high trust culture. It doesn't matter if you're in planning, design, construction, or startup phases. The more trust you bring and build, the better your results. I've created a free resource for you, the Trusted Leader Profile, so you can know exactly the level of trust you bring to your business and projects and what you can do to boost trust. You can grab that at sudicocom profile. That's S-U. D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile, P-R-O-F-I-L-E. And I hope that you'll remember that always high trust equals high performance. And it really depends on you. Now back to the show. So as I mentioned, the ground rules really create the atmosphere that allows for creativity and innovation to emerge and who doesn't want that and of course your people won't argue with what they help to create another one of our principles they will buy in and be committed to following through so that's what we need in order to fully be a fully functioning organization or team is to identify the issues or opportunities to be able to create solutions, and then for people to buy into them and take ownership of them so they fully implement them. That is what makes a very successful organization or project. Okay, so here is some ground rules that I have created for creating a partnering environment. And the first one is everyone is created equal. We are one team. In every group, you have a power challenge. Some people have authentic tower power. Some may actually be, there must be a huge power imbalance, like we have on construction projects where the owner has most of the power. In order to really be a high performing team, you need to be a team of equals. And so we set that as a ground rule everyone has an equal say, an equal vote, everyone is equal. And uh, it helps to create that high performing team, and you'll get people to share. Uh, This, and every time you meet, is an opportunity to listen, to understand each other. Remember the perspectives. I have my perspective. I think it's right. You have your perspective. You think it's wrong. You think you're right. And we don't spend our time trying to show each other that the other one is right, wrong, and we're, and I'm right. No, we listen to truly understand your perspective and realize that it's additive that your perspective added to my perspective allows me to see things more clearly and to have a deeper understanding so that we can co-create solutions. Uh, Next ground rule is there are no dumb ideas or dumb questions. And in fact, if you look at creativity and breakthroughs, they really come from maybe dumb ideas that are added to somebody else's idea like, well, this may be a dumb idea, but did you ever think of this? And all of a sudden, you've got a breakthrough that would have never happened otherwise. So, we want to encourage dumb ideas and dumb questions. And you don't want people sitting there in your meetings not asking a question because they don't understand what's going on. Now, you're not get tapping into their brilliance because I have you, how many times have you been in a meeting when they have used like 10 or 20 acronyms that, you know, maybe you know five of them, but you don't know the other 15? Don't sit there and not understand the acronyms. Don't sit there and not understand what's happening so that you can fully participate uh, in the solutions. You want to focus on the issue or the opportunity and not on personalities. We have to accept people just as they are and knowing that it is the differences that might create that dynamic tension that creates an awesome outcome. And when we all bring our personalities with us, you can't really leave those at home. So we have to accept each other as we are. Next ground rule. Now is the time for open, honest communication. So being transparent and sharing openly is really where the magic happens. And the magic happens because of the differences that we have and how we put those together into fashioning something that is just amazing. And in a business and on a project, we are interdependent. And knowing that, knowing that we are about 75% of the time, sometimes 80% of the time, you can co-create a solution that gives everybody what it is they need and many of the times you will actually break through and create something that is really unique and extraordinary. Last last one of our our rules here, judgments are not allowed. You got to silence your inner judge and listen. And judgments sometimes sound like, well, you know, I've been around here for 30 years. You know, what do you know? You just started this job or how long have you been out of school or... You know what I'm the c e o and and you're a field superintendent whatever it is uh you know what do you know? The thing is is that those judgments uh also can be things like, well, you know, we've tried that before we're we're not gonna do that, but the worst judgments are again the ones in your own head that we talked about before that in your own mind, you are judging and turning into an adversary in an instant in your head. And those judgments will stop make you part of the problem so that you can't create the solution. So silence that inner judge, silence judgment, and just be open. So there are some ground rules that have worked literally for thousands of project teams. And uh, once your team and you Get used to creating high trust and atmosphere and allow your team. They can actually create their own ground rules based on these. And uh, you know, what they, what they create, they will not argue with and they will fully implement. So I know too that for some boards or partnerships or leadership teams, you might want to develop some governance ground rules. And I've done this from groups that I have that are like, you know contractors with a with an owner's team where we created governance because we were going to work together to create policies, practices, or processes. And uh, so these ground rules are how you're going to operate as a team to create that high trust, high performing leadership team. And these ground rules do differ uh, from the ones that I we just talked about for partnering for a meeting as they will include how the decisions will be made by the leaders in this group. And uh, it can be by majority or by shares, if it's a company, by ownership, by percentage, Uh, but it does have to be decided. And uh, they will also want ground rules for each type of meeting they hold, including things like attendance at meetings, who runs the meetings, who sets up the agenda and writes the notes. By creating these governments, governance ground rules that are designed to create a high trust atmosphere, you can really prevent many of the leadership dysfunctions that uh, we see in business today. Of course, the leadership dysfunctions trickle down to everyone and all of the employees and everybody that walks into your business, uh, including your customers. So here's some examples of some governance ground rules that we've used before. Uh, one vote per person. And this is a simple majority passes. We've used that quite a bit. Attendance is required, no substitutes. So have you ever been on a committee or a group where every time you meet, there's somebody new in the seat? You, you never get anywhere. So you can't have substitutes. You just have to have people attending. And if they don't want to be on the group, then you replace them with someone else who is committed to being there. Uh, Senior leadership positions are a shared decision. So the people that are going to be a part of this are going to share the decisions and uh, make sure that everyone is on board with it. Once a decision gets made, even if it isn't what you wanted, you own the decision. So how many times have you been there where, you know, you, it's kind of a heated, maybe you are a robust dialogue around something and you take your your vote and maybe it's a simple majority vote or even a two-thirds vote, and one person is a descender, or a couple people are. And the thing is, the ground rule is, is that if the majority rules and you don't agree with it, you still own it and, and fully implement it. That way, uh, you, everybody can move forward. You can make good decisions. So many organizations can't make decisions because there's no place to do that. And so this is a great way to create a forum for decision making and get everyone to buy into it as well. Next ground rule we've used is that we are open, honest, and transparent with what's going on with the business. So a lot of times I'll see employee groups and they don't really know what's going on or everything is being held close to the vest. Again, the more transparent you are, the more trust you will develop. Last ground rule we've used before is that we tell our employees everything so that they can be part of the solutions and the ideas. And so, you know, get everyone helping you that collective wisdom, get them to be a part of it. So these are just a sample of types of of governance ground rules you might create. And uh, I think for every meeting you have, whether it's a board meeting or it's a staff meeting or it's a senior management meeting uh, or a project meeting, you need to have good ground rules. They will set the tone. And uh, you might say, well, well, nobody facilitates our meeting. Well, one of the things I've done in the years past is, you know, always have someone who helps to make sure you're on the ground rules. But Usually that's not necessarily. Somebody will just say, look, that's one of our ground rules is this. I think we're off. Uh, But one of the times I gave everybody these squeaky hammers. And when someone broke a ground rule, they hammered them with these squeaky handlers and everyone laughed and then, but then they got back on track. So that's a really good way to do it too. Something that's sort of funny, but makes the point that we're off. So just one last thing about ground rules It's important to you as the trusted leader to provide context for your employees so they understand the task that they're supposed to be achieving and how that affects the business or the project and what you specifically need from there. Share a story and your vision. Your people can't create without understanding what you need and why. And so many times, Uh, I really think that we sort of just throw them out there and say, do this. And they really don't have the context and what they're trying to achieve and why it's important to you, why it's important to the business and how it will take the business to the next level or the project. And so I think you've got to do that. That's one of the rules. And I really think that if you can use these two methods and refuse to be an adversary, no matter what, And set partnering ground rules, whether it's for a meeting or an ongoing meeting or for governance, uh, you will really have begun to create the atmosphere that will allow you to co-create solutions that will be transformative for you, your team, your project, and your business. So until next time, Construction tation, take care. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust. Will you do me a favor? If you think this episode can help anyone on your team or business, please forward it to them. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and your honest review, hopefully five stars is much appreciated. Every leader who learns how to build their business and projects on a foundation of trust is going to reap the rewards of greater productivity, attracting the best of the best, enjoying your business more and doing things you thought were impossible. If you want to know where you are in your trusted leader journey, I have a free resource for you. Please just go to sudico.com profile, sudyc dot profile. And you can grab it there and find out where you are on your trusted leader journey. And so that is a wrap for today. Can't wait until I get a chance to hang out with you again next week. And until then, have a great day.